everybody. Hope you're doing good. Thank you for watching tonight. It is Saturday, and for a lot of us, more and more every week, it's the night before church. But for a lot of people watching, your churches still aren't open. If you're anywhere close to Inglewood, Florida, come on down and join me tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. right here at Foundation Church, 3385 South Access Road, Inglewood, Florida. If you're within an hour, two, half an hour, ten minutes, if your church is closed, or maybe it's time for a church change, come on and join me tomorrow morning. You know, that brings up something. You know, a lot of people need to be considering some things, and this is these are radical times, absolutely radical times. You know, it may be time for, for a state change, and I'm not talking about moving close to me. I'm not trying to church recruit. I'm just saying I don't know if things will ever return to normal in some states. I'm talking about Michigan, Pennsylvania, talking about New York, New Jersey, Washington, state of California. I don't know. I don't know if things will ever go back to normal. It may be time for some radical changes to go into states that are not under communist uh, regimes right now. But just food for thought. You know, it's radical times call for radical thoughts and radical actions. And I've never seen anything like what we're seeing now. And I know a lot of people are thinking that this is over. It's not over by what's going on in the economy. It's not over by uh, the, the, the draconian rules that are still going on in certain states right now. So it may be time, you know, maybe time to say, you know what, I've grown up here, um, you know, state of Maine, state of Oregon, just new states or new states are popping into my mind right now. It may be time to move. It really does. It really, you know, if I know I, I said this last week or, or not last week, but on Thursday, you know, we were th within I don't I can't remember. It was five to 15,000 votes somewhere of getting Andrew Gillum as our governor. I wouldn't be living here. If Andrew Gill Gillum was our governor. Of course, you know, it's tough because you got to sell your house. And if Andrew Gillum was a go our governor, I think my house would be uh, the property values would be cut in half because nobody would want to live here and the economy would be crashed. Thank goodness we have a great governor here. But, you know, it is. And some of us, we need to be thinking radically, you know, and it goes, it comes down to with even churches, you know, I mean, if your church closed, you know, I told you before, unless the pastors repented of it, because if your church closed, what does that mean? What it really does mean is that your pastor doesn't really stand in the word of God, because all you had to do is bind COVID from ever getting into the building. That's Matthew 16, 19. You hear me say it all the time here. The redundancy is on purpose. But if your pastor closed his church, you, you may be thinking that he was following Romans 13. He wasn't following Romans 13 if he closed his church. Romans 13, we, when you talk about the United States, Romans 13 for us is the Constitution. Not your governor, not the president, not a city commission, not the CDC, but the Constitution. And was, was your, if you're following uh, you know, Romans 13, was your pastor following uh, the Constitution, or was he listening to some county commissioner or city commissioner or the governor when they said, lock down your churches? So for me, if I, unless, the pastor, unless the pastors come out and said, you know what, I was wrong, that never should have happened, I apologize, I repent of not binding sickness from my church, from not standing in, in the true, true reading of Romans 13, which is to follow the Constitution, which means that you do not let people trample on your first and fourteenth and fourth amendment rights, because that's what when you when pastors closed their churches, they just reneged, they just they just bowed to yield, they just yielded 
their First Amendment rights over to the government. They yielded their 14th Amendment rights over to the government, their Fourth Amendment rights over to the government. That, that's, that's not following Romans 13. See, people read Romans 13 like, you know, we're supposed to follow our ruling authorities. We don't have rulers in the United States. We have representative, constitutional representatives who are supposed to be every governor, every city commissioner, every county commissioner, every congressman, every senator, every police officer raises their, this is my left hand, their right hand and swears to, to defend the Constitution to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States of America. So if you're putting, if you're actually instituting unconstitutional laws, then you're the one that's violating Romans 13. If you closed your church, you're the one who's violating Romans 13 because you actually bowed to authorities that were not your authorities. You actually, you are actually the one who said, you know what, I'm going to blow off Romans 13 and I'm going to listen to a lesser authority than the Constitution. So that's just the truth. So the bottom line with all this is it's just time for radical action. You know, again, I'm talking about Christian. I'm talking to Christians first and then conservatives and then anybody else who wants to listen. Is it's time for radical action? For me, I would never go back to a church where the pastor hasn't repented of closing it. If he hasn't, if you're going and you're meeting with your pastor or you're talking to him or they're putting out their goofy videos about, you know, we're meeting with the leadership of the church. We have a big announcement and the big announcement is, is that we have no announcement. And that's still what you're hearing from your church. You go in to your church and you have to stay six feet apart and you can only stay in your groupings. You have to make a reservation that, you know, a lot of these churches should just call themselves like a, a bistro or an Italian restaurant or you know, uh, a really nice uh, steak restaurant because you have to make a reservation to even go to your church. And then when you get there, you have to stay in your family groupings. You know, I would just, I would never attend a church like that. I'm trying not to scream too early in this podcast, but I would just, I would never attend a church like that. When you go in and they tell you no contact, I remember the list that I read to you last week, no children's church, you know, no nursery, no contact, no sick, sick people, one way in, one way out, alcohol stations everywhere. I would never attend a church like, where's the Bible in all that? Where, where's the Bible in, in any of that? That no plague shall draw near thy dwelling. Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Where, where, where is it? Sick people, stay home. Where's that in the Bible? And, well, I, and I, know, I, I know the people that are watching this that don't support me, don't support what I'm saying, don't support the church that I'm pastoring. You're saying, well, we do believe in the Bible, but we believe that you have a brain also and that you need to use wisdom. Your brain and your wisdom does not trump the Word of God. If the Word of God says no plague will draw near you, then that's, that is wisdom. If the Bible says... I will get Jesus says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. That's the wisdom you're supposed to stand in. Not your convoluted, watered down wisdom. I think we need to use wisdom instead of say, you know, use Bible verses. That's the same people that are preaching false love narrative that, that feel like they need to filter, filter the word of God, filter out God's words. So that, it, so that their church is more loving. Love is the Bible. Love is the Word of God. This is all the same lie, folks. 
It's all, you know, Tom, you're always talking. Yeah, listen, I'm going to continue to talk about the fog of lies that are over this country until they're gone. And the church should be in the forefront of exposing and eradicating lies, not bowing to them, not acquiescing to them, not submitting to them. If you're wearing a mask and you have no comorbidities or pre-existing conditions, you're bowing to lies. Well, I was told that, you know, I, I'm supposed to wear a mask so I don't spread it around. That's all a lie. And even if somebody does catch it from you, they have basically a 0% chance of dying. That's not true, Tom. Tens of thousands of people have died. Tens of thousands of people die every year in the United States of the flu, of pneumonia, and of colds. I've said it a billion times on this podcast. 2017, 80,000 people died of the flu. I guarantee you in true COVID numbers, they're putting in like 112,000, 113,000 people have died of COVID. That's all with false death certificates and false numbers and false attributions to COVID. Heart attacks, car crashes, shootings, strokes, pneumonia, flu are all being attributed to COVID deaths. They're having to, they're having to gin up those numbers. I guarantee you the real COVID death count is somewhere between 30 and 60,000. The true COVID death count. And by the way, somewhere in the neighborhood of 43 to 50% of those deaths, of all those deaths, occurred in nursing homes. But this is all the same lie. And we, we have to be as the church in front of lies. We have to be telling the truth in front of the lie. Not always falling around like some sort of convoluted defense attorney going around trying to, well, okay, uh, you know, this, this is a lie and that's a lie. No, we need to get out in front of it. We need to expose these things and eradicate these lies. Now, I want to tell you, I, want, I, I didn't draw this analysis as close together as I, on Thursday as I am today. I want to show you the true numbers. And I want to tell you that the rioting and the looting in the name of George, George Floyd, listen, now this is going to offend people. Even the protesting, and, and all the conservatives feel like they need to acquiesce to peaceful protests. First of all, I'm very critical of what is and what is not a peaceful protest. I'm very discerning on that level because I don't think if you're closing down streets, that's peaceful. You can always go find a field. You can always go get in front of the courthouse and you can get a permit and not close down any streets and have a big old protest in front of many, many courthouses and courtyards in front of courthouses and government buildings are huge. There's plenty of room for thousands of people, especially in big cities. There's no need to clog up interstates and roads and traffic. So I don't consider those to be peaceful protests either. If you're, if you're you know, forbidding somebody, you're not allowing somebody to get to work, which where you should probably be anyway if you're out protesting on a Tuesday afternoon at 1 a.m. or 1 p.m., you probably ought to be at work. But I don't consider those to be peaceful protests. So even... Even the peaceful protests that are going on are based in lies. They're all lies. And I want to narrow down the lies. The lies are simply this, that are, that are this hovering over like a dark cloud, like one of those alien movies where all the alien uh, spacecrafts are hovering over the United States and all the aliens are pouring down like, an, like the Avengers. They're pouring out all over. Well, this is, this is all the, just like this with lies. All that's going on, every single thing that's gone on right now, every, every calamity that's happening, 
Every bit of trials and tribulations that are going on, whether it's joblessness, whether it's people closing down their businesses, whether it's depression and the up, major uptick in depression and suicides, is all caused by wrong responses to lies or lies themselves. It's all lies. Repeat after me. It's all lies. It's all lies. If you're saying to anybody, let's reopen safely, you're a liar. And I hear, I hear all the conservatives saying it. You know, we can have a Trump rally, but we can do it safely. No, don't, don't even say it. Don't acquiesce to it. You should be having full Trump rallies right now. And, well, we can do them outdoors. Don't do them outdoors. Jam-pack an arena full of people. Well, somebody might get COVID. Well, somebody might get the flu. Somebody might get a cold. Flu and COVID, same death rate. So we, you have to stop. You just can't buy into any of it ever. Well, that means I'll lose friends. Well, yeah, welcome to the club. We've bounced back hard now. We may be bigger than we were before as far as attendance at the church than we were before COVID, but we lost 30 or 40% of the church because I aggravated everybody by telling them that they're weak-minded and spineless by sitting home and quarantining themselves. And they're not following the word of God by quarantining yourself. Some people found that offensive. I don't know why. It's truth is truth. It's either, you either are following the Bible or you're not. Well, I'm, I, I believe in Romans 13. Well, you didn't follow the Constitution by staying home. That's your ruling authority. You quarantined yourself. You just violated the 14th Amendment of the Constitution. You're violating Romans 13. Well, I thought that, you know, I didn't want to spread COVID to anybody in church, so I stayed home and quarantined myself. Well, first of all, you have authority over all illnesses given to you by Jesus in Matthew chapter 8, verses 16 and 17. You were given all, he took up our infirmities and carried our diseases. You have nothing to fear and all you have to do is bind it off yourself and then you can never spread it. So how, how is it that you are justifying in any way, shape or form staying at home? Now, now people are staying home from my church because they hate my guts. Well, that's up to you. But truth is truth. COVID has a 0.1% post-infection death rate. In the United States, you have a 0.01% chance of dying of it. If you stayed at home, you were violating Romans 13, the very principle that you were allegedly standing on, you're violating. That's the truth. Now, you, do, you decide what to do. Well, I don't want to respond to the truth by, by correcting myself. Well, then live a lie. That's up to you. So here are the lies, the lies that are going on. The lies are that there's systemic racism in law enforcement. That's a lie. And COVID-19, and we need to, and let me cover the first one. There needs to be all sorts of correction, corrective action taken. Congress needs to respond. All these different things need to happen to fix the systemic racism in law enforcement. You just had the chief of police of Atlanta resign because her officers were involved in a shooting. Why is she resigning? She wasn't there. That's just, that's the cancel culture. You know, that's, that's how it works these days. It's a cancel culture. It's, you know what? I wasn't even there. I'm not even responsible for it. We'll let, you know, the, she, first of all, she comes out and says, I think her name's Erica Hawkins, something like that. No, it's something. It's not Hawkins. It's Erica something. But she came out and said the officer should be fired off of a video. That's not how you do police work. You do a thorough investigation. You decide whether the officer should be fired, should be disciplined, or should be criminally charged all via an investigation. 
But she didn't even do that. She resigned, called for the officers to be fired, and then resigned. She bought right into the lies. She's spouting lies and living in lies. So the two lies that are hovering over our culture right now is that there's systemic racism in law enforcement, and under that umbrella, that police are an existential threat to every black man and woman that are walking around. That's not the case. That's not what the facts say. It's no different than presenting biblical doctrine to Christians and them saying no to it. Well, whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you loose is loose. No, I'm going to use my wisdom. All right. Live a lie then. You know, I've, I've tried those verses before and people still died. That's because what Jesus said, that's because of unbelief. I don't, you can't say that. Well, that's just what Jesus said. Never let Jesus get in the way of your Christian faith. So those are the two lies. Well, the two, second lie is that COVID is a deadly plague. It's not a deadly plague. Compare it to the bubonic plague, which killed half of Europe. COVID-19 is mild 98% of the time. Everybody hear that? 98% of the time. You know how, you know how often the bubonic plague was mild? Never. You know who survived the bubonic plague? No one. That's a plague. You don't need to gin up death, false death certificates to prove a plague. It'll do it all by itself. So those are the two that are out there, that are still there. CDC numbers from COVID. Chance of dying of coronavirus. From, if you use the CDC's inflated, ginned up, fraudulent death numbers, you have a 0.03% chance of dying of COVID in the United States. Three one-hundredths of 1% chance of dying of COVID living in the United States. That's way, way, way less than dying in a car crash. But you're not, can't, some of you are still driving, aren't you? Oh, that's strange. Real numbers, you have a 0.01% chance of dying of COVID in the United States if they hadn't ginned up and fraudulently put out their death numbers. They weren't attributing multiple heart attacks, car crashes, gunshot wounds, and flu bugs and pneumonia to COVID numbers, and then paying hospitals three times as much for COVID treatments and COVID deaths as they do non-COVID treatments and non-COVID deaths. If you go by real COVID numbers, which probably there's somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 to 50,000 COVID deaths, typical flu season, you have 0.01% chance of dying of COVID. Post-infection death rate. Even the CDC with their ginned up numbers, the best they could do. And there's nobody guarding them. There's nobody, there's nobody that's actually looking after and making them be honest, except for Anthony Fauci and Robert Redfield, which are joined at the hip, who are bought and sold by Billy Gates. Even they, with, with absolutely no constraint, can only come up with a 0.2% post-infection death rate. Two-tenths of 1% chance of dying of COVID after you have it. Even that, but the real one is 0.1% post-infection death rate. That's the real percentage, real death numbers. Chance of being killed. I'm blending them together because I want you to see the similarity here. Chance of being killed by the police while unarmed. Chance of being killed by the police while you are unarmed. 
Ready? If you are a black man or woman, black, we'll just say black men or white people or white, we'll just say black and white. If you are black, point zero 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 three percent chance. And that's what everyone's protesting. That's why they're that's why you're burning down Walgreens. Chance of being killed by the police while unarmed if you're white. Point zero 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 six percent chance. I don't even know what that number is. I, I honestly don't even know how to read it. It's past my my algebraic ability that's how low they are that's fact well i think that we need to meet with black leaders and discuss things and everyone needs to hear each other's side we need to talk about how horrible the police are you're a liar submitting to lies and going to speak to liars that's who you are well i i think that we need to hear discussions about you know why it is that we're only allowed to say black lives matter and we're not allowed to say all lives matter you're a liar Submitting the lies and going and speaking to liars. That's just the facts. If they're lying, they're liars. If they say there's systemic racism in law enforcement, they're a liar. And if you buy into it on any level, you're a liar. If you go and you say, well, I want to understand their side. I don't need to understand anybody's side. I need to understand what is true and what is not true. It's like, I don't need to read a book that explains the Bible in somebody else's viewpoint. I just read the Bible. The Holy Spirit will make sure that I understand the Bible. I don't need somebody else's opinion. I don't need to go and listen to somebody's opinion about why the Bible is not correct. No, thank you. That's a lie. I'm not going to subject myself to lies and go listen to a liar. Do you, do you hear the numbers? You, 0.1% post-infection death rate from COVID and everyone runs around as if you get coughed on, you're dead. And then everybody's saying that there's actually a chance, there's an existential threat to you if you're black and you're unarmed and, the, and there's police coming near you. you it's 0.5 0s, 0.5 0s, 0000000, 3% chance of it happening. Do you see the similarities? Absolutely no truth, no facts, no data, no information that supports the viewpoint that COVID is a plague and that you will die from police if you're unarmed. There's absolutely no data to support that, but our country is on fuego over it. Figuratively and literally. I don't know what you guys are trying to write to me there, but I appreciate the effort. I'm getting a message. Oh, I get what you're saying. Put it back up there. I get it now. I got my guys in the background sending me how to read those numbers. Put it back for me. I want to read that. That's good stuff. I appreciate it. While they're doing that, I'm going to go back to those numbers in a second because I really appreciate them doing it. All right, here we go. I'm going to read them. They get them up for me quick there. Those numbers, that point. Five zeros, three percent, point five zero, six percent. So point zero 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 three percent chance of dying if you're unarmed and you're a black man by, via police 
That is three and one millionth chance. <laughs> what are you protesting over? Well, they didn't arrest the officers who killed George, George Floyd. Uh, yes, they did. So what are you protesting over? Oh, I want to be dramatic. What, hey, leave that back up. I want the, I got to read it off for the, for the white people. Your chance of being killed while unarmed by the police, 0.000006% is six and one millionth chance. Slightly higher than if you were black. Wow, let's, let's burn down some more Walgreens. Weehaw! Over what? You're a racist, Tom. How am I a racist? I'm just reading you numbers from the Uniform Crime Report from the FBI. Chance of being killed by police while black. Period. Period. Not unarmed, just while black. I got black and white. Point zero 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 six percent chance of being killed by the police if you're black not unarmed just black for white it's point zero 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 one percent chance if you're white you're actually three times more likely to be killed if you're white by the police whoops I need to, wait, wait, let me go find an Arby's so I can burn it down because I'm white and the police must be an existential threat to me. I'm going to go burn it down. I love the people. I had one guy in here. He put on, he put on this thing like all this guy's doing is ranting. He doesn't understand the, the plight of black people. I'm not trying to understand the plight of any, any race. I don't care. What I care about are facts, 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 more facts, and then the Bible on top of it all. That's what I care about. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. I don't want you to know my plight, and I don't want to know yours. It's America. You have a great opportunity here. Step up to the plate, actually get a job instead of looting a Nike store. Black people killed by other blacks. 2018, FBI, UCR statistics. Black people killed by other blacks. Ready? 7,178 in 2018 alone. Black people killing other black people. 7,000 times, 7,178 times. How many times did the police kill black people in 2018? 200. Whoops! Oh man, you know maybe I shouldn't be in this CVS right now, knocking over shelves and stealing gummy bears. Yeah, uh, yeah, you shouldn't be. You know why? There's no reason. Work instead. Black people killed by police, 2018, unarmed, total nine. Nine. Oh, actually, it's two hundred. That's 2019. Last year. Last year, unarmed black men killed by police, nine. 0.003% chance of interactions with a cop result in the use of deadly force. So in all, there's about, I think this number is low. It's an article that I was reading. 
There's about 10 million interactions with law enforcement per year. That's a little low for me. I think there's way more than that. But in that, using that low number, the department I work for right here in Sarasota, Florida, we had 120,000 case numbers pulled per year. So I can't imagine 10 million, but just using these numbers, very conservative estimate of police interactions in my opinion. But in of that, there's a 0.003% chance in all of those interactions of deadly force being used. And this is why we're barnstorming streets. Does that make sense to anybody? I want everybody to remember those numbers. You know, we got off on the, pro, on the rioting and looting and protesting at the end. But remember, in the United States, the lies. 0.01% chance of ever dying of COVID. 0.1% post-infection death rate. If you're, if you're a black man you have, or black person, you have a 0.000003% chance of dying via police if you are unarmed. There's no numbers to back up the response. Absolutely no numbers. Sorry, my nose is itching so bad that I have no idea why. All right, on to the news here. This, this, is a, this is a fascinating article. Texas town issues stay-at-home order. Here we are. What is the date today? June 13th, Saturday the 13th of June. Texas town, this is just like two days ago, issues a stay-at-home order after coronavirus spike. And for everybody who believes in a coronavirus spike, let me inform you of something. They've had no spike in Italy. No spike in Sweden, no spike in Spain, no spike in France, no spikes anywhere, but we're going to have one here, right? I see Christians putting that on their, on their Facebook posts. I'm scared of a second wave. Once again, you've de- you defy the Bible. Why? You're supposed to fear not. You're supposed to bind and loose. Why are you scared? Well, I'm afraid there'll be an economic collapse. God's your provider, Philippians 4.19. Why are you scared of a second wave? No second wave anywhere else, but lo and behold, the Democrats are telling you that one's coming. So as a good Christian, I have to believe the baby butcherers. Nice move. Lockstep with Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Andrew Cuomo, Joey Biden, lockstep Christians with them. You're, what makes you different from them? You're just as fearful. You, you're abiding in their agenda. You're abiding in, in their agenda. Texas town issues stay-at-home order after coronavirus spike. The other thing is, is why do you think there's a spike? Does anybody ever think logically? Why is there a spike? Because they're testing a billion times more than they used to. So you're going to find more cases. Uh, duh. Still 98% are mild. Why was one business ever closed when 98% of cases are mild? Why was one business ever closed? The city of Tohoka, Texas issued a stay-at-home order. Come on, Texas. What happened? Man, you're turning purple. Remember when you used to be red out there in Texas? The order calls for all residents to stay home except for travel to, here we go again, 
I'm never, I'm not speaking these things and I'm not saying that these things are the new normal, but oh my word, essential activities or to obtain essential goods and services, it's June 13th. In addition, the order from city officials bans visits to nursing homes, retirement homes, long-term care facilities, except to provide critical assistance officials. Oh, the officials, you're essential. No, 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 you're essential. The order allows, oh, thank you, Commissar. Thank you, little Joseph Stalin. The order allows, this is America. You're going to tell me what you allow or not. I believe in the Bill of Rights. The order allows for essential travel to include visits to a doctor, grocery store, pick up food from a restaurant, go to work for essential. Oh, thank you. I can go to work. Thank you. Individual outdoor activities while maintaining social distance. Take your social distance and cram it up your caboose. And I mean, put it sideways first and then cram it up your caboose. And take your, by the way, just put it all in a gift pack for your caboose. Take your masks, your social distancing. Don't make it a small little alcohol gel container, a big fat one, and jam them all up your caboose. Bunch of liars. All restaurants are to remain closed. The order from Tohoka City officials comes after growing after a growing number of positive test cases in Lynn County. You ready for the numbers? Facts. Here are, here's the growing number of positive cases. Five people tested positive. They shut their city down for five people. Five people in the last, past two days. Oh, the calamity, the Holocaust. Oh, the humanity. Five people? Nobody's dead. Nobody's going to die of those five people. I guarantee it. You know why? Because it's got a 99.9% survival rate. Five cases in two days and you shut your city down? Oh, there's no ulterior motives behind any of this. Don't you worry. Here's a good one. This is from Melissa Russo, a verified Twitter account. She's a reporter. Let me say hi to a couple people over here first before we go on here. Who we got watching? Say hi to my people here, my favorite people in the world. Oh, man, lots of people are on. All right, just real quick. Wish you guys would put on where you're from because if, well, everybody's got somewhat, you know, the same names, so you may not know. You know, there's, there's Jeffs and Steves and all that, and it's hard for me to tell, you know. I know who you are because I recognize your names, but... Hey, Courtney, Greg, good to see you guys. Jeffrey, you know who I'm talking to. Cindy, Rosalie, Rachel, Shira, Cindy, Hidea, if I'm saying that right, I hope I am. Griffin, April, Aaron, Jeff, Ron from Pennsylvania, I know where you're at. April, Derek, Esteban, thank you for watching. James, thank you for watching. Several Jeffs, love all you guys. Brooke, Sharon, God bless you guys. Tammy, John, good to see you. I recognize you. John G, I recognize you, brother. Liz, L-I-Z Liz, God bless you. 
Ray, God bless you guys. Just thank you for watching, everybody. Seriously, there's so many on there. God bless you. I'm glad you're on with me. So from Melissa Russo, from her Twitter account, 250 prisoners released early from Rikers because of COVID-19 concerns have been arrested 450 times since. Play the video for me. Well, at the peak of the pandemic, the city released thousands of inmates from Rikers Island over COVID-19 fears. And tonight we found out that some of them have been arrested again. In fact, the news for this is Rikers Island, New York, inmates run by Mayor Bill de Blasio and Governor and Andrew Cuomo. News Force Melissa Russo joins us live in the newsroom with this exclusive story, Melissa. Yeah, Natalie, they've been rearrested 450 times and the NYPD is not happy about it. Not only because those defendants are being arrested again, but because they're also being released again and again. It's very uh, damaging. Despite some real damage to their downtown drugstore, at first, Abby Khalili and his partner Josh were sympathetic, at least to one of the looters. The window took some socks, medicine, and we felt really bad for the person. Police say that's Jonathan Martinez. You see on the security video, they're ripping the tags off socks and putting them on his feet right there in the store. And when I heard that, I said, wow, I feel so bad. We would have just given it to him if we would have just come and asked. They felt bad, that is, until we told them what the NYPD told us. How many socks can that, that guy jam Jonathan on his Martinez feet at once? They want lots of socks. He never seems to get There's cold number feet three. when it comes to repeat offending. This is shocking. This is disturbing. On March 16th, Martinez was is. released early from Rikers because of COVID-19 concerns. March 16th. Police say just seven days later, he leaned into a parked car in Lower Manhattan with a box cutter and stole the passenger's cell phone. That's an armed robbery. And released. And released again. On April 6th, Martinez was arrested and released again after allegedly stealing from the Gourmet Garage on the same block. And again on June 3rd for throwing a rock through the storefront of this clothing and jewelry boutique called Lon on Greenwich Avenue. I heard this huge crash. The owner, Elise Balaguer, says after months of struggling, it left her with a lot more than broken windows. It's just, you know, heartbreaking. I was, you know, sweeping up glass and crying. As Elise and her husband boarded up their shop again, Martinez was being released again, again, which police say then enabled him to throw another rock on June 6th <laughs> through the window of the store owned by Ebby and Josh, who cannot comprehend how this is allowed to happen. It's a bad decision from our uh, leaders. It really defies common sense. The tip for this story came from the police commissioner himself during an interview earlier this week. All right, back Dermot to me. Shea. So there you have it. All for the sake of lies. COVID-19 is a deadly plague. Rikers Island is New York City, and they let this guy. How many felonies did we count in that one video? That's not what he was arrested for before. If I let the video, I may let the video go on after this. I don't know. But the thing is, he also has a prior charge for, strangula for strangulation on his girlfriend. So they let him out to begin with, with, with who knows how many charges. He's had multiple felonies, including an armed robbery and burglary. And he was let out again, all for COVID. All for a 99.9% .9 survival rate. And a lot of people are thinking, well, it's two different things, Tom. I believe in COVID, but I don't believe in the riots. No, you believe in both. You really do. I, I, and that, because here's the deal. They're both lies. They're absolute lies. If you listen, you, I'm not saying that you'd necessarily believe in both, but you believe in lies.
So you will believe some other lie that comes to you later. COVID's a bold-faced lie. Systemic racism in law enforcement's a bold-faced lie. So you're fine with abiding in lies. Even if you only believe half of them, you're still a liar and abiding and submitting to lies. It's all lies. Look at what they did all in the name of COVID. It's a nice blend. right? They let him out for COVID. He goes out and participates in the looting to allegedly protest systemic racism in law enforcement that doesn't exist. So the threat from COVID doesn't exist. The reason why he was released doesn't exist. And the reason why he was tearing up stores doesn't exist. Not that there's ever reason to to tear up stores. From the New York Post, SWAT team members resigned from unit citing safety concerns. They no longer have the backing of their leadership. From the Gateway Pundit, an entire SWAT team in Hallandale Beach, Florida resigned on Friday in response to police chief Sonia Quinones kneeling with Black Lives Matter protesters. Got that picture ready for me? There we go. There she is. Now the whole the whole SWAT team resigned after seeing this picture or actually maybe seeing it live. Who knows? You can bring it back to me. It's all lies. If you're kneeling before Black Lives Matter, you're acknowledging what they're protesting. You're saying what they're protesting is accurate. You're, we're, I mean, I, this is probably going to be another NFL season if they actually have one, if they actually have stands. I mean, if they actually have people in the stands, who knows? This will probably be another NFL season where everybody's kneeling again. I'll be done. I'll cancel my NFL ticket again, just like I did three years ago. Finally got it back last year. Enjoyed it. Nobody was kneeling. They all, if they all start kneeling again, I'm, that's it. Done. But when you kneel, you're acknowledging something that's not true. Just like if you're wearing a mask, it's not true. It's like you quarantined. If you quarantined yourself, you're acknowledging something that's not true. You stop going to church. You stop public gathering. It's all not true. It's all not true. It's all lies. If you abide in one, you're supporting the lives of the other. How can you say to somebody, if you support, supported COVID-19, which is all a lie, and you say, well, I don't really support you know, people looting and people protesting over systemic racism in law enforcement because systemic racism in law enforcement doesn't exist, well, you're already a liar because you you're supporting the COVID lies. How can you go and denounce other people supporting lies? Although what I've seen is that most people that buy, bought into COVID want at least a minimum, at a minimum, for people like me to have a conversation with people and try to understand their side of things when it comes to systemic racism, racism in law enforcement. I can't understand your side of things with systemic racism in law enforcement because it's a lie. How All I could say to you is go, if you if your first sentence, I'd say lie. Second sentence, lie. Third sentence, lie. And how, where, how are we going to unify? But that's, I've seen, most people buying in, bought into the COVID deception are buying into the systemic racism deception. The numbers speak for themselves everywhere. But you won't listen, will you? I'll, I'll get into that at the end. Listen, blind people just won't listen. There are none so blind that will not see that you can present people with absolute fact. You can present Christians with absolute fact, which is the word of God, and they still blow it off. If it violates their narrative, which I don't know why, 
you would ever want to be on the side of a narrative that requires lies to propagate it. But people don't see that. You know, you show people COVID numbers and because they were the ones that quarantined themselves, they don't want to, they don't want to, to hurt their feelings or hurt their own pride. They don't want to acknowledge they were wrong. Pride goes before destruction. The haughty spirit before a fall, but because they've been proven wrong, they choose lies instead. I'm going to hold on tight that COVID's a deadly plague. I've watched goofballs emerge out of their quarantines. Finally, we're out. We're out. Oh, finally. It was never a threat. And you even know it wasn't. But you got to abide in your lies because if you don't abide in your lies and just continue in your lies, you then you have to acknowledge that if you, if you don't continue to abide in those lies, then you have to acknowledge that you've wasted months of your life sitting at home doing nothing and propagating them and lying to other people. From the Washington Examiner, Carrie Pickett, 6'9", a couple days ago, NYD, NYPD police prepare to leave force. Everyone needs to pay close attention to this. Saying top brass abandoned them. The rumor is over 600 went to pension. 600 police officers at the NYPD went to pension, a sergeant said. I have less uniformed cops by me. The Sergeant's Benevolent Association, the SBA, and the, th and, and the thousands I've sent them provide me with a lawyer and a dental plan. Very important. This is the sergeant speaking. No one else will back us up, back us at this point. Chiefs taking knees and humiliating themselves, said the NYPD sergeant, referencing, get ready to the next video, there you go, NYPD chief of department, NYPD chief of department, I don't know what that means, Terrence Monahan taking a knee with protesters last week. Show that video for me. This is ridiculous. This is blasphemy to law enforcement. Absolutely blasphemy to law enforcement. They're breaking the law. They're closing streets down. I guarantee they have no permit. And you've got a chief of police. He's not the chief of police. He's a chief kneeling on the ground. What should he be doing? Clearing the streets. And that's why 600 NYPD officers went to pension. That's how long? Since George Floyd. Since George Floyd. 600 that bother you at all? I, listen, all right here, cop for 25 years. I am so glad I'm not in law enforcement anymore. So glad. You, you think I'd be kneeling? You lost your mind. No way. Again, you can take your kneeling, your masks, your alcohol gel, and just jam them right up your caboose. All right, from Rodney Howard Brown. Great pastor out of Tampa. From June 2nd, he says, I was right all along. He was. You predicted all this. The virus was and is an attack on the body of Christ. That is correct. You know, the virus itself? No, the response to the virus. There's never a need to close one church, one business, nothing, nowhere, ever. All that needed to happen is what Sweden did. Sweden did one thing right. That's all that needed to be done right. You isolate your most vulnerable citizens and let everybody else catch her, herd immunity. Remember, 98% of cases of COVID are mild. 
only 2% are serious to critical. That's fact. It's always been fact. It will always be fact. They've used this to try to unseat a democratically elected president and to close the church, to usher in vaccines, to usher in a one-world economy. And Christians don't even see it. Do you ever read the Bible? Or you just break, oh, here's our daily bread. Here's one verse per day. So I read, you know, approximately, because uh, I skip daily bread every other day. So I get about 15 verses a month. I don't memorize anything. I don't know anything. The church that I go to is the most watered down, corrupt, stupid institution in the world. Try reading your Bible and you'll actually see these things in the book of Revelation. Where you have Bill Gates talking about a bio tattoo for purchasing. Do you ever read your Bible ever? I know that those of you that are watching, you're like, Tom, why are you yelling at us? We're with you. I know, but there's, listen, there's people that hate my guts and yours that are watching. Maybe, maybe we'll break through to one. But Pastor Rodney says, I was right all along reading this off his Twitter page. This virus was and is an attack on the body of Christ. While thousands protest the virus, it's miraculously disappeared. Where is it? Let me think about this. Churches cannot meet. However, protests, riot, looting, America, you are being played. Yeah, in other words, what they said was, remember all the the politicians? I'll show you a video here in a second. All the politicians arresting pastors for meeting. Remember? Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. How many protesters have been arrested just for protesting? But how many pastors got arrested for holding church services? How many many people got arrested at various protests when they were out protesting for their reinstatement of their First and Fourteenth Amendment rights? They got arrested. How many many people have been summonsed and fined for social distancing laws? How in the world do we even have that in America? But yet, just do whatever you want. Show the first video, mass protest. It's from Pastor Rodney. Look at that. I mean, all, I'm assuming that all of these people are now dead, right? They're dead. They're on the, look at this. Mad, everyone laying down, prostrate before Black Lives Matter, before systemic racism and law enforcement, but renouncing their white privilege. Look at all the, all the people laying on in the position of George Floyd, renouncing their white privilege, blah, 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 blah. George Floyd was an unjust killing. This is a religion right here. This is a religion. This, this looks like a revival service. Listen to them chant. They're chanting. All right, back to me. So all the while, you had people being arrested for demonstrating for their... And lawfully, they weren't even blocking roads. They weren't even doing anything. No looting, no littering, no blocking of roads, protesting for their first, fourth, and 14th Amendment rights, arrested, summonsed, fined, pastors arrested for having church services, fined for having church services, summonsed for having church services. Where are all the summonses? And I'm assuming all those people are now dead, right? You believe it's a deadly plague? Why is it only a deadly plague when it serves the Democratic Party agenda? And yes, Christian, if you believe it's a deadly plague, you're servicing 
the Democratic Party agenda. The ones that butcher babies that you allegedly used to care about. I show the Dan Bongino video. If you don't watch Bongino, you got to watch him every day. The great Tom Elliott at Grabian, who always does the best supercuts. We love them at Grabian. You're doing great work, Tom. He put together this supercut of media clip. It's a little long, but it's worth your time. Eh, a minute and a half, two minutes. Later. It's worth your time. This is the media first condemning protests, perfectly legal, no criminal activity happened at these protests in Michigan and elsewhere, where people stood up to protest because they were being bankrupted and they stood up to protest against these ridiculous lockdowns, not based on any science anymore, and stood up for their families' prosperity, their jobs and everything else. The media hated that. So the beginning is the left-wing media going all out to condemn protesters because that cause economic growth, big R, God-given rights, all of that stuff, that's to be condemned. But when the media found an issue they can leverage for identity politics, all of a sudden they loved protests. Listen to this supercut. If you want to watch it, youtube.com slash Bongino. Check out our YouTube channel. This is fascinating. So first we have the liberal, the conservative protests being condemned. Then we have the liberal protests. Same groups of people there. I mean, groups in numbers in some cases. They have no problem with that. Check this out. And a far more serious scene. Uh, watch these images. Really just a, an ugly, a dangerous scene at oh the state gosh, capitol in Michigan. Flag, As we look at this extreme oh group my Lord, look how extreme of people. Those pictures and those clashes really show um, the, the chaos. And you're out there with, with, um, with guns? I don't want to call them rallies. They're not protests. These quote-unquote protests. I, I don't even think that that's the right word uh, because protests are supposed to be peaceful. I'm not embarrassed to say that <laughs> I was not peaceful. Afraid. It's not clear what they're demanding, demanding to infect other people, demanding to make other people sick. It's dangerous, and these people can take this home with them and hurt their families and all the rest. I'd like to ask them if they're willing to sign away their right to treatment if and when they get infected. Who the hell do you think you are? I don't understand what is wrong with people. Stay at home. I, I, I want to be clear in how I characterize this. This is a... Mostly a protest. Mostly uh, a protest. Not, Look at the building. Uh, uh, mostly a protest. That ain't a riot, what we're seeing right now in Minneapolis. Excuse me, any reasonable person would say we should Where are these people getting their hair done? Property, but these are not reasonable times. And please, show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. The beautiful thing is we're seeing citizens who are caring and concerned. They're hitting the streets. Caring, concerned, and caring COVID. to see so many people turn out peacefully. You know, Brooke, I think this is a march, really. But as they're coming off, it's peaceful. They're saying peaceful protest. Across the country, uh, they're, uh, it's bringing people together, community with unity. People are risking COVID <laughs> to explain to this oh, country that we're fed up. Yeah, you can bring it back to me. So there you go. That's what you call principleless people. You see, if you have principles, you actually have a belief system that you stick with no matter what the situation is. See, what they are is they, they sat there for a couple months whenever there was a First Amendment, Fourth Amendment, Fourteenth Amendment, or like, like Dan Bongino said, people just protesting because they're going bankrupt. There was no looting. No fires. Oh, name it. I would like anybody to name out there a First Amendment protest, a, a church protest where a auto zone was burned to the ground. Where were all the church people looting Target? That never happened. 
But yet you had the Democratic Party. And again, Christians, this is who, if you still believe in COVID, this is who you're aligned with. Nancy Pelosi, a notorious, unabated, unabashed, baby, butchering hack. That's who you, that's who you're, that's who you're conjoined with. You're yoked together with that person. But they were fine. Absolutely, they, they wanted everybody arrested. Well, that doesn't look peaceful. How was that not? Did you hear them? There was people standing there doing nothing. That's not peaceful. And they're all going to get COVID. Not one, not one of those Democratic hacks said that one person that was protesting, looting. Did you see the one idiot reporter in front of the building burning to the ground? Oh, these are peaceful. These are peaceful. What an idiot. Yeah, play that. Here you go. Characterize us. This is a, mostly a protest. Uh, it is not. Uh, it is not generally speaking unruly. <laughs> not generally speaking unruly. Turn around, Dumbo. Turn around, Costanza. This is all fine. Oh, no worries. Reminds me of the, the the end of Animal House. Remember? Nobody panic. It's all all right. But this principle is people. They have a problem with something that serves their agenda and then the same thing comes around and now they have no problem with it. That's called a principleless person. See, for me, I have a problem with abortion. I don't care who it is, under what circumstance, it's no. Not for the, not for the Democratic Party. Listen, I'm going to flat out tell you, the Democratic Party is satanic absolutely from the devil baby butchering homosexual marriage supporting hacks that's what they are and they're habitual congenital liars never ends you're like what about the republicans they're slightly better listen to this video this comes from the hodge twins podcast and this is a young man by the name of joel patrick you got that one ready there it is right there. All right, play that one for me, starting at 58 seconds. They also say they want to end white supremacy forever. So how do they propose you help with this? As a woke white person, they say to donate, fund the movement. Michael Jordan donated. Check out this donation for $100 million. Woo. When someone asks million, for Black your Lives money, Matter. Woo. you want to know... Where is it going? Where's this the is money where going? it gets interesting. I want you to pay attention to this right here. Notice how it says Act Blue? What is Act Blue? And what do they do? Well, they're actually a funding campaign for Democratic candidates. And they funded Bernie Sanders' campaign, Joe Biden's campaign, Elizabeth Warren's campaign, and Pete Buttigieg's campaign. They've donated over a billion dollars to Democratic candidates. A billion dollars. Yet, oddly, not a single one in the top ten was a person of color. So you're telling me I'm donating to Black Lives Matter and the money's going to white Democrats? That's exactly what I'm telling you. <laughs> it's not unusual for an organization as corrupt as this one to be disingenuous. Sean King, a notorious activist, 
had this to say. Stop generically telling us to vote in response to all of the police brutality we have right now. Yes, we should vote, but we have to be very specific. Democrats from top to bottom are running the cities with the worst police brutality in America right now. We voted for them. Wait, so you're telling me you voted for Democrats from top to bottom and they're not helping, yet you're still giving them a billion dollars? Seems legit. I guess even a broken clock is right twice a day. So let's get back to the defund the police. They want to defund the police and reinvest the money into African-American communities because that's going to help black people, right? Okay, we'll go with that. So why aren't they donating any of the money they've received to reinvest in black communities? I guess they're too busy donating to the campaigns of white Democrats. What could right, possibly... So there you go. A couple major points to get out of that. If you're donating to Black Lives Matter, you're donating to Bernie Sanders. Black Lives Matter has funneled a billion dollars into Democratic Party campaigns. Not one black person running. Not one dollar into the communities they're alleging to defend. Nothing. Black Lives Matter is a corrupt, funneling institution to get money into the Democratic Party. That's it. I mean, I want you to, what's, what's the positive programs? Name it. Name it. Who, who, who have they caused to be elected? That's African-American. Name it, please. All they are is a funneling institution for the Democratic Party. That's it. Take a look at this coming out of New York again. This is a video of a street party, and I'm going to tell you what uh, Governor Cuomo had to say about it. I'll be honest with you. That's looking like a good time to me. Look at the guy over there playing a little guitar. Look at him. It's, oh, got some horn. Hey, that's illegal. Horn sections. Illegal wind instruments. Oh, the death. Oh, the humanity. All right, you can bring it back to me. All right, so you got the general feel, right? Well, here's what Governor Andrew Cuomo said in a tweet in response to seeing that. He actually, he actually put this. He put that video on his tweet and responded this way. Don't make me come down there. Who are you, daddy? Wait till your dad gets home. See how these people are? They're so convoluted and so full of themselves. They're such little Stalinists. That's how they really think. Don't make me come down there. A man who's never had a legitimate job in his life ever. What are you going to do? Come down and spank us all, Andy? What are you going to do? Ground us? Take away our cell phones? You little twerp. Don't make me come. Who writes that? You're the governor of the state of New York. Who writes that? But that's the mind. And Christians, that's who you're empowering when you believe in COVID, that it's a plague, and you believe there's systemic racism in law enforcement, or you want to have a discussion about any of it. Tom, you should be open-minded. No, thank you. I choose facts. I'm not Joe Biden. I don't choose truth over facts. Here's a picture of Cuomo. There he is. Now, that's the day that he tweeted, don't make me come down there. Uh, who's wearing a mask? You got two gentlemen over to the left side of the screen wearing a mask. You got Al Sharpton there, the t notorious $15 million tax fraud cheat, 
sitting right there. Nobody's got a mask. Nobody's, nobody's any further than a foot apart, let alone six feet apart. The, looks like the lady with the camera's got a mask on. He's violating his own rules and then sends a tweet to those people that are having a block party. Don't make me come down there. The Democratic Party are a bunch of hack hypocrites. And the body of Christ follows them around? I, I still, I can't, I can't imagine it. I can't imagine pastors. They're putting on their, their little Facebook videos, their little face, Facebook lives. Hey, we're meeting this week with our staff and we're coming up with a plan for reopening. We'll let you know. And everybody in their congregation is going, oh, we can't wait. We can't wait for you to disseminate your little pellets of information. What are you, Pavlovian little dogs? Get some gumption, read your Bible, and go to a real church. You're welcome. This is the truth. You may not like my delivery. Believe me, I've got my detractors. You may not like it, but you might as well learn to love it because what I'm telling you is the truth. Some of you need to pull the rip cords on your church and that's it, we're gone. You go into a church that has a no hug, no touch policy, tomorrow you're in the wrong church, Christian. If you're going to a church tomorrow that's under phase one reopening, no nursery, no children's church, no touch, alcohol stations, sit compartmentalized in your families, 10 feet apart, everybody has to wear a mask. You're in the wrong church. Now we're, uh, we're using wisdom. No, you're anti-Bible. We choose wisdom at our church. No, you choose humanistic wisdom. Antithetical to the word of God. All right, from the Gateway Pundit. This is the start of the article. It says, things are going about as well as expected in Antifistan. <laughs> Antifistan. That's the, the community of Chaz, the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. Chaz in Seattle, where they've taken, I'm going to put that picture up, where they've taken up, they've taken over six blocks worth of Seattle. Six blocks worth of Seattle, Washington. Gone. Under the control of a rapper named like something, something Simone. I can't remember. Raz Simone, something like that. He's their warlord. Quote, warlord. Things are going about as well as expected. I love how the Gateway Pundit named it Antifistan. The Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, Chaz in Seattle, set up a border wall earlier this week. That picture we just showed you. There it is again. Last night... They harassed and reportedly deported a young Mexican for fighting. Show that video. Everybody's welcome in chat except you, pal. Get out. That looks like a nice place to live, huh? At least everybody's got masks on. Oops, no, they don't. No mask, no mask, no mask. Here comes the lady saving the guy's life, probably. Thank you, lady. He needs to buy her a car because she just saved his life. Seriously, he needs to go up to that young woman and say, you know what, what do you want? <laughs> so you have the, the, So now they've got a wall. These are all, this is the Democratic liberals. 
progressives who hate Trump for building a wall. Show their wall again. Oops. Oops. They built a wall. <laughs> and they've got deportations. Right? Deportations done. There's our poor young man being deported from Chaz. <laughs> so they've got a wall with deportations. And now they've also got what I call the Garden of Segregation. This garden is for black and indigenous, indigenous folks and their plants. And I don't know, allies? What's that? I don't even know. Well, there you go. Back to me. <laughs> There's your, hey, hey, Christians. You believe that I should have a discussion with these people, right? We need to understand their side. No, thank you. <laughs> Amazing. All right, from the Gateway Pundit again. Earlier this week, the New York Times published an editorial by Marami Gaba. What a name. On abolishing the police departments. You can put that pick the picture up first. There you go. That one you got's perfect. Yes, we mean literally this is the New York Times, the gray lady, the, 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 what do they call themselves? The record of the standard of record or the record of standard or something like that. Opinion. Yes, we mean literally abolish the police because reform won't work from Merrimi Gabi Gaba. <clears throat> so Merrimi Gaba, an activist who migrated to the U.S. from Papua New Guinea in the Ivory Coast. She wants to abolish all police. Guess what, though? She's a George Soros fellow. She got a fellow like a scholarship from George Soros. Shocking. Back to me. Absolutely shocking. That's who that is. But there's nothing behind any of this now. All you radical, crazy Bill Gates conspiratorial people, Soros conspiratorial people, vaccine conspiratorial people. You're all a bunch of nuts. There's nothing behind any of this. Well, do you ever read the book of Revelation? Do you think it's all going to go fine forever? Do you really think that? From Breitbart, Hillary Clinton criticizes Trump campaign over coronavirus waiver. Shouldn't be holding rallies. Hillary Clinton criticized the Trump. Trump has said that he's opening up full-blown rallies coming up. I think within the next month, Hillary Clinton criticized the Trump campaigns for its coronavirus disclaimer to attendees, suggesting the president shouldn't be holding any rallies. Clinton has failed to direct criticism towards the throngs of protesters taken to the streets, nor has she explicitly accused them of putting other people in danger of contracting the virus. So, in other words, Hillary's just your typical Democrat. She has absolutely no problem with smashing people together with grave health risk. From coronavirus, as long as it's a Democratic Party agenda-driven event. But if it's a Trump event, you shouldn't do it. That's what you call a, a principleless hack. Run from them. Unelect them. A lot of pastors are principleless hacks. For the public service portion of the program. Doing a little public service special here. Right here in the state of Florida. This is about an hour to an hour and a half north of here. The Hillsborough County. Am I being sarcastic? Yes. Is this a legitimate public service message? No. 
Hillsborough County SO Sheriff's Office is looking for the names and identities. I don't know how you'd identify anybody with this video, but it could be done. Identities of looters who ransacked a local Walmart last week. Show the video, Walmart. George Floyd, George Floyd, systemic racism, systemic racism. We're going to, how many, nobody has a mask on. If I do, it's slightly pulled down over my chin. Let me put it over my face as I barnstorm the Walmart. Look at this. George Floyd, I'm going to help George Floyd. I'm going to stop systemic racism. Yeah, you want me to meet with them too? I'm, who am I supposed to meet with here to, to understand their plight? The people, am I supposed to understand the plight of those stealing the cash from the cash register or those stealing laptop computers? Hey, accommodating Christian, I'll just call you ACs for now on. Who am I supposed to meet with? Tell me, is it the people that are taking the computers, the cell phones, or the people stealing the cash over here next to me? Who am I supposed to meet with? Explain to me how this furthers racial justice. You can bring it back to me. Oh, my word. And I'm supposed, to, I'm supposed to meet with somebody and understand why I'm not allowed to say all lives matter, right? As a matter of fact, I'll, name, I'll, I'll call you ACCs, accommodating, compromised Christians. That's what you are. If you, if you call that anything but sin, you're not, listen, you I, I'm not going to say whether you're going to heaven or hell, but you certainly don't believe the Bible. There's a lot of Christians that need to just say out loud, I'm a Christian, but I don't follow the Bible. You need to say that when COVID first came out. You know what? I'm a Christian, but I don't believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't believe the, in the power of binding and loosing. I don't believe in the power of laying on hands and seeing people recover. I don't believe the Bible. I'm afraid of this of a second wave. I don't believe. Come on, say it after me. I don't believe the Bible. I don't believe the Bible. Just do it. Cleanse your soul. Maybe there's hope for you if you actually just speak the truth. Maybe some of these same people that raided the Walmart, maybe these are some of the same people that raided a CVS not 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 long before or after that. Here we go. Listen to the phone call if we hear my audio. Break, break into CVS Look at this poor people. Look at them. They're still in the store right now. They're still in the store. Call 911. Help us, please. Help us. Luckily, you got a steel door in front. That'll hold everybody out. A steel door. Look at that. Holding everybody out. Oops. All right. Who am I supposed Okay, now, ACC, accommodating, compromising Christian. The one who doesn't believe the Bible. Who, who now explain to me what kind? Who am I supposed to go and negotiate with and understand? The girl knocking over the girl or the guy? I assume it's a girl trying to knock over the store shelf. Uh, which ones am I supposed to? Luckily, hey, nobody's stealing the giant blue balls. We got that. At least the store still has those. You can bring it back to me. People got the point. It's amazing what I see. It really is. It's truly amazing. What, what bothers me, if you, if you notice my voice inflections, what bothers me the most is not the sin. It's Christians accommodating the sin. It's Christians that think that I, I just use myself as an example, I am signifying people who believe the same way I do, which I believe in facts in the Bible. 
that I need to somehow or another come to an understanding of those people that are looting the Walgreens, the CVS, and the Walmart. How? Why? All four officers that killed George Floyd are arrested. What's the point of protesting? How, how, was, how was there any white privilege involved in the arrest of Derek Chavin? The one who had his knee on the neck of George Floyd. Explain to me, please. You can send me a message right here. Send me a message. Explain to me how he has white privilege when he's coming up for trial for second degree murder. Explain it to me. ACC, accommodating, compromising Christian. That's, I'm going to make you a t-shirt. You can wear it around town. ACC, as you want to accommodate everybody, you want to have understanding. Explain to me how there's any white privilege involved in the death of George Floyd. And I gave you the UCR statistics earlier. Explain to me how there's systemic racism in law enforcement and why I need to have a conversation with anybody from Black Lives Matter or anybody who supports it in any way, shape, or form. I don't care if you support Black Lives Matter by 10%. I am not having a conversation with you to understand why you support a, a, an organization that's just a systemic funneling system to the Democratic Party that then kills black people by the hundreds of thousands in the womb, the number one cause of death in the black community basically is the Democratic Party. Because the number one cause of death in the black community is abortion. And by the way, abortions comprise five times more deaths than the next seven causes of death, greatest causes of death in the black community combined. I don't need to have a talk with Nancy Pelosi. I don't need to come to a new understanding. Here, Chris, uh, every backsliding Christian I know, this is what they say. I've come to a new understanding in my life. Yeah, you know what it is? You're swallowing garbage. And notice how your new understanding never comes from the Bible. It comes from other swarmy ACCs around you. Poll. 55% of Democrats support defunding the police 55% support defunding the police over half of Democrats support the movement to defund the police according to a new poll published Friday by ABC News just 34% of Americans support defunding the police according to an ABC News poll this includes 55% of Democrats just 9% of Republicans thank God who are the 9% just stop being a Republican. What are you, Colin Powell? You know, Mitt Romney, George W. Bush, just go be a Democrat. Some of you Christians need to do the same thing. Just go be a Democrat. Just acknowledge that you're on the road to hell. Just acknowledge you don't believe the Bible. Support for the movement also cuts across racial lines. With 57% of African Americans supporting the movement, 55% of African Americans want no police. Amazing. No, Tom, go have a meeting with them and understand their viewpoint. No, thank you. Compared to 42% of Hispanics want to defund the police and 26% of white people want to defund the police. Who are you people? What are you going to do when someone's breaking into your house? 
if someone just says, you know what, they walk up into your yard and they say, your house, now my house. What are you going to do? Name it, please. Name it. These are the same people that don't want you to have guns either. So they want to take your guns and then defund the police who have guns. Makes a lot of sense. Wall Street Journal investigation. Cuomo de Blasio. Pandemic response con- contributed to New York death toll. You can show me the lovely picture. All right. These two galactic fools were in charge of the corona response in New York City and New York State. You can bring it back to me. And here's what they did. Improper, this Wall Street Journal investigation that their response contributed to the New York death toll. Improper patient transfers. Some patients were too sick to have been transferred between hospitals. Squabbling between Cuomo and de Blasio administrations contributed to an uncoordinated effort. Number two, insufficient isolation protocols. Hospitals often mixed Infected patients with uninfected early on and the virus spread to non-COVID patients. They had one job. Isol- just, like, just like DeSantis did. They had one job. Isolate the most vulnerable people. What did they do? They sent coronavirus into the most vulnerable people. What did Sweden do? The exact opposite. What did Florida do? The exact opposite. Hence the reason why you've got five to 15,000 nursing home deaths in the state of New York and 700 in Florida and hardly any in Sweden because you actually had leadership that had cognitive ability that actually had some sort of synapsis firing going on inside their head in the gray matter between their ears. Unlike de Blasio and Cuomo, number three, inadequate staff planning. Hospitals added hundreds of intensive care beds, but not always enough trained staff leading to improper treatments and overlooked patients dying alone. There they are. Clown, what dumb and dumber. I don't know which one. It's interchangeable. Mixed messages, state, city, government, and hospital officials kept shifting guidelines about when exposed an ill front Line workers should return to work. Over-reliance, number five, over-reliance on government sources for key equipment. Number six, procurement planning gaps. Number seven and and second to last one, incomplete staff protection policies. Arguably the largest debacle of Cuomo's pandemic response were his policies governing governing long-term care facilities. For nearly two months, nursing homes were forced to take recovering corona patients. Same thing happened in Michigan. Same thing happened in Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, the head of their health department pulled his own mother out first and then instituted the state plan of sticking infected coronavirus patients into nursing homes. But he pulled his own mom out first. Typical Democrat, principalist, principalist, completely hypocritical hack 454 million corporate america floods social justice causes with cash 454 million dollars corporate america floods social justice causes with cash amid floyd protests here's some of your companies that are donating to social justice causes And by that, that means systemic racism and law enforcement, once again, that doesn't exist. That's a lie. 
Sony Music, 100 million. Walmart, 100 million. Warner Music, 100 million. Nike, 40 million. Google, 12 million. Amazon, 10 million. Facebook, 10 million. Target, 10 million. Verizon, 10 million. United Health, Goldman Sachs, Spotify, 10 million each. Disney, 5 million. Procter & Gamble, 5 million. Cisco, 5 million. Lego, 4 million. Microsoft, 1.5 million. What's the matter, Billy Gates? Well, he's not in charge anymore. 1.25 million from Microsoft. Starbucks, 1.25 million. On and on it goes. To the tune of $454 million donated to pretty much Black Lives Matter or something like it by corporate America since the George Floyd incident happened. Next article, the coronavirus shutdowns devastated jobs throughout throughout U.S. economy, expert on Wall Street and in government. I should say except on Wall Street and in government. The least two, the two least impacted sectors were finance and the federal government. Wall Street and the federal government were the were the two institution two institutions least impacted by the economic shutdown. Well, what a what a coincidence! Well, golly, that's amazing that that happened. That government and the finance institution basically didn't lose anything during the shutdown. What a surprise! While while millions of other people lost their jobs, lost their businesses, businesses that will never reopen again. The financial sector laid off 1.2% of people, 1.2% of its workers in March and 0.9% in April. The federal government laid off 0.6% and 0.5% about the normal level in any given month. So they didn't, the government never changed. During the lockdown, they basically lost no jobs. That's about what they lay off every month, 0.6 and 0.5%. What was it for leisure and accommodation? Uh, that's hotels, 30%. 30% in April, and which left them in April an additional 1.5 million in the hotel industry lost their jobs, or 19.8%. So 30% hotel in leisure corporations, industry, in April, lost 30%. In May, lost 19%. But government had 0.5%. Entertainment and recreation were similarly smashed. In March, the sector laid off 545,000 workers, or 22% of its workforce. In April, another 259,000 were laid off, or 23%. Everybody seeing the numbers? We've got entertainment and recreation at 45% layoff, laid off 45% of their employees one month, 23% the next month, all the while government lost 0.5%. They don't care about you. Well, you get the point. And I could go on and on. It goes on and on with all different, different job titles and job you know, descriptions, construction or whatever. Oh, yeah, my guys are telling me, don't forget to mention giving at some point. You put that on the screen. <laughs> if you do want to give to us here, that's how you give. People ask all the time. That's how you give. Please visit www.foundationchurchfl.com. I'm pastor of a church down here in Florida called Foundation Church. If you do want to give, there you go. And um, they're typing me something else. They can also scan 
I don't know any of this stuff. The QR code, I think that that squiggly black thing to my left, maybe to your right, I have no idea. But it is that black square. <laughs> I don't know about any of that stuff, nor do I know how to use it, nor have I ever used it. All right, Breitbart, 6-11, what time is it? All right, well, I should be closing. If you want me to keep going, send me a message right now, and I'll keep going. My messages have kind of stopped. I think it's because I scrolled them down. Oh, I was a lot on If you want me to keep going, send me a message. Otherwise, I'll stop in a couple minutes. All right, Breitbart, 611, jobless claims. Never before as high as 700,000. Now they're above 1.5 million for the 11th straight week. People are at, they see jobs report come out and they're like, hey, 2.5 million jobs were added. Yeah, but 1.5 million were lost. So I'm glad, and I rejoice in the good news. I'm looking here. Yes, please, got it. Keep going. Cindy said, Ron says, keep going. Gary says, keep going. Wally says, keep going. Well, I'm going to keep going. There's also a big dispute right now going on. You need to pay close attention. This is from the Gateway Pundit. You can pull it up there. It's from a few days ago, but it's actually, I don't know, I'm not going to play the video tonight, but there's a video of Bill Barr talking about this. And all of us in Christianity need to pay close, very close attention to the platform versus publisher debate. Do you know what that is? If you don't know, you're galactically uninformed. What that means is, is right now, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any other one that you want to name, <clears throat> the worst offenders are Twitter and Facebook. They're censoring conservative material. Con conservative material that doesn't show nudity, that does not... Show, does not institute, instigate any violence or show any violence. They're even doing it to President Trump. But they're censoring our data. If you censor data, listen, this is how it works. And Facebook, if you're, Facebook is a platform. Twitter is a platform. <clears throat> so you can put whatever you want on there as long as it's not violence or, or, or nudity or instigating violence. As long as you put it, you can put anything else. You can lie on there. You can you can be a racist on there. You can be a non-racist. You can say or do. You can hang whatever flag you want. You can preach the gospel. You can preach against the gospel. You can do whatever you want on there. That's that's how a platform is supposed supposed to run. And you have certain protections from liability if you're a platform via statute. Via federal statute, you cannot be sued. If I go on there and I say tomorrow, everybody's going to turn into an elephant, sprout wings, and fly, and it doesn't happen, and because it doesn't happen, somebody commits suicide, you can't sue Facebook because of that, because they're a platform. If you're a publisher, which is like the New York Times, USA Today, Washington Examiner, Washington Times, they are responsible for their content. They can be sued if they lie. They can be sued for libel if there are lies on their platform. They can be sued if somebody commits suicide because of false information that was put up there. They don't have federal st statutory protection from those lawsuits. So if, if, if Facebook is going to censor material, they become a publisher. They no longer have statutory protections. And they need to have them removed if they're going to be. Otherwise, let everybody's free flag fly. Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. 
And YouTube? Always forget about YouTube. They're censoring that YouTube is a platform. Facebook is a platform. Twitter is a platform. Instagram is a platform. You should be allowed to say anything you want. Listen, I don't want anybody cussing, but you should be able to cuss on there. Anything but violence and nudity. Otherwise, if you're forbidding somebody like me coming on saying Jesus is the only way or that homosexuality is sin, if you're forbidding that, if you're censoring that, you have become a publisher. And your statutory protections are gone. We need to be monitoring that. All right, here's where I'll finish. I want to talk about the great falling away. Don't go off now because all you wanted to hear was conservative stuff and not biblical stuff. This is more important than anything I've done so far. Some of you really need to listen to this. The ACCs, you need to listen. The accommodating, compromising Christian. Well, I, I think, believe I've really grown in the Lord because I've learned to accommodate you know, everybody in my life and I've learned to accommodate no matter what they do. I don't criticize them and I don't tell anybody that they're going to hell and I don't judge anybody. Well, you don't read your Bible. And you're backsliding quickly. The great falling away, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. It's actually titled the great falling away. It's entitled the great apostasy. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. There's going to be a lot of people. Listen, I'm all for it. And I actually believe there's going to be a mighty revival in this country, but it's going to be a split church. There's going to be the real church, and then there's going to be the progressive church. The real church will be the one that's founded, believes wholeheartedly, without exception, the Word of God. The progressive church will be made of the ACCs, the accommodating, compromising Christians that will tell you that you're saved when you're not, that won't ever say anything about judgment, that won't ever say anything about repentance, that will tell you that you can never lose your salvation. Because Listen, you can. How can you have a great falling away if you can't lose your salvation? I know that bothers Baptist people and Calvinist people, but that's the Word of God. I choose the Word of God over John Calvin. I choose the Word of God over the Southern Baptist Convention. I choose the Word of God over what you say, over what I say, over what you feel, over what I feel. I choose the Word of God. And since you're going to be judged by it, you might want to choose it too. Matthew 24, 9-13. The great falling away. Watch and make sure this isn't you. You hear me now? You know, Tom, we hate you. We can't get any truth from you. Well, th- listen, go ahead and keep hating me if that's what you want to do. But this is the Bible. It's amazing how all the accommodating people don't accommodate people like me. You should, right? If you're accommodating, then why don't you accommodate all of us? All of us people that are non-accommodating. If you're accommodating, then you have to accommodate the non-accommodators. Right? Where's the love? Matthew 24, 9 through 13. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. Are you doing anything that would ever cause you to be persecuted? Like Jonathan Jonathan Shuttlesworth says, where do your views differ from the women on the view? 
Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of me. That'll never happen. Listen to this. This is written by a blue checkmark Twitter account person named Amy Siskin. She said, Tucker Carlson and Fox News have blood on their hands. When this is over, I hope they face hearings and trials for their roles in deaths and violence through gaslighting lies and propaganda. She writes this as she puts a video out that's, that, that propagates, hands up, don't shoot. She's lying in her own video that this, this verbiage was right above her Twitter, Twitter video. Accusing Tucker Carlson of gaslighting while she, she herself puts lies on her own video. Hands up, don't shoot, hands up, never happened. But you don't think this will ever happen? I'm not saying Tucker is or is not a Christian. I don't know. But I'm just saying right here, this person, this Amy uh, Siskin, who, who has a big enough following to get a blue check mark, she's calling for hearings and trials for the handling of, from, for, for Tucker Carlson for what he says on his show. You don't think, but Christians, you're afraid, Christians are afraid to even speak the truth about anything. Well, I don't, you know, I don't really want to take sides on anything. You have to take sides. You're supposed to follow the word of God. You're supposed to abide in the truth always. Well, that doesn't mean I need to speak to systemic racism. You certainly do need to speak to it. If it doesn't exist as a Christian, you're obligated to say to the world, it doesn't exist. Not your moral superiority of let's get together and have a conference and have a discussion. I don't need to have a discussion with liars. Would you go meet with Satan? He's got some valid points. They're all lies or lies to cover fear. You have to go have a discussion with him. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear. Those are all under the ACC level, the accommodating, compromising Christian. Well, I've learned in my in recent years to be understanding. Understanding of what? Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. First Timothy 4.1. A lot of you don't get that. I was saved when I was 14. He who stands firm to the end will be saved. 1 Timothy 4.1 Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm a Calvinist. I'm a Baptist. None of that matters. My, my, my church name doesn't matter. Foundation Church doesn't matter. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. It's impossible to depart from the faith according to what, what Calvinists believe. Well, then you're wrong. Well, I don't want, if I say that I'm wrong, that means I've been preaching wrong all these years. It's just too much to lose. Lose it. Lose it. Same person. I've been sitting at home thinking I was right the whole time under Romans 13. You were wrong the whole time. Jettison it and get your butt back to church. 
well, I'm a pastor of the church and I closed it down for months now. And if I say that I was wrong, that people are going to know that I make mistakes. Well, you do open your church and repent. If you actually publicly repent, I know it doesn't matter anything to you what I think, but if you actually publicly repent, I would say go back to the man's church. But you're still, you have a no-hug zone in your church, you coward. Now, we're opening our church abiding by strict social distancing guidelines. And here's the thing. You know why some of that is going on? It's because churches have taken government money to pay their employees, and now they have to abide by government standards to open their churches back up. That's why it says in the Word of God, 2 Corinthians 6.14, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. 2 Peter 3.17, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of lawless men and fall from your secure position. 2 Peter 2.15, they have left the straight way and wandered off the wa- to follow the way of Balaam, son of Baor, loved the wages of wickedness. They have left the straight way. 2 Peter 2.20-22, if they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and are again entangled in and overcome, they are worse off at the end than they were at the beginning. It would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than to have known it and then to have turned their back on the sacred command that was passed on to them. Of them the Proverbs are true. A dog returns to its vomit, and a sow that is washed returns to her wallowing in the mud. If you're somebody who has gained a new understanding, a new understanding of grace, a new understanding of love, and you're accommodating sin, and you're not speaking the truth, you can't stand up to Corona. You can't speak the word of faith to Corona. If you can't bind and you can't loose, you are on your way back to wallowing in the mud. Speak the word of God. Stand in the word of God. Have some guts. The righteous are as bold as a lion. Lose your friends if you have to. By losing your friends, that doesn't mean you're wrong. If you lose friends because you stand in the word of God, you're right. You're you're following in the line of Christ. Jesus lost everybody. He died alone on the cross. Many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. That happened in John chapter 6 from one sermon. And you're afraid of offending friends? Most Christians, I'm telling you, I said this on Thursday. Most Christians, they they don't not speak the truth because of love. They don't speak the truth because they're afraid to. They're afraid they're going to lose their congregation. If you say you're supposed to be healed every time, you're afraid you're going to lose your, oh, there, he's one of those kind. He's one of those word of faith guys. I'm not a word of this guy, that guy. I don't, I'm not anything. I, whatever the word of God says, I believe. He picked up our infirmities and carried our diseases. That's what the word of God says in Matthew chapter 8. That's the fact. He conquered disease. Yeah, but Aunt Martha back in 1974 believed the same thing, and it didn't work out for her. So you ruin your whole life over that? That's how you stipulate your theology? You don't let the worldly experiences or the failures of others or the frailties of others stipulate your theology? You don't do that. The Word of God is your theology. 
Same as those who say, I'm going to use wisdom. No, the word of God is your wisdom. Yeah, but if I do that, then people will think I'm crazy if I don't wear a mask, if I don't close my church. If I advocate going into crowds of people, oh, how horrible with a 99.9% survival rate. Or you know what, maybe, you know, I don't want to lose the, the glory of surviving a pandemic that doesn't really exist. That's all you've done, quarantine Christians. All you've done is survive a pandemic that never existed to begin with. All you did was survive a pillow fight. Congratulations. The great falling away. I'll close with this. Whew, it's late. The great falling away will be and will be led by those espousing love instead of truth. Empathy, espousing empathy instead of truth. I want you to, I, I really think you just, empathize means what? To understand and espouse the feelings of another. No, thank you. I just go with the Bible. That's, that's what I espouse. That's it. Uh, if empathy happens to work into the Bible, then I'll do it. If not, nope. Tom, you need to go and, and talk to Black Lives Matter and, and understand their oppression. No, thank you. All, their whole organization is based and founded in bold-faced lies. No, thank you. Any more than I'll go and have a meeting with Satan. No, thank you. I don't need to have a meeting with Satan to understand his plight. The great falling away will be and will be led by those that use truth avoidance in the name of, ev of evangelism. They don't speak the truth, but their churches grow. Why? Because sinners never come to repentance. They do altar calls like, uh, who in here wants to follow Jesus today? Well, I'll follow Jesus. Great. You know what? You follow Jesus. You know what? You've been a part of our church now for a year. You're still living with your girlfriend. Or you know what? You're out there just out and out gay. But you know what? Join. The, you're our worship leader now. evangelism via truth avoidance and look at us grow look at us grow the church you're not growing the church if you don't tell people the truth that someday they're going to stand before god in judgment that they have to turn from their sin and receive the grace of god in repentance you're not growing a church at best you're growing you're, you're growing a, a club at worst you're growing satan's temple it will be and will be led by those espousing unity over conviction and principle. Let me give you an example. This is from the general manager of the Indianapolis Colts. As he projects what this football season is going to look like, he says this, whatever our team ends up doing, we're going to support. But we're going to do it together as a team. Indianapolis Colts general manager Chris Ballard said, what does that mean? Whatever our team ends up doing, we're going to support. Well, what if they decide to not be a Colt? You're going to support it, Chris? Whatever our team ends up doing, we're going to support it, but we're going to do it together as a team. What does that even mean? That's the modern day church. That needs to be one of those stupid online sermons that all the goofy pastors are pulling and preaching like Toy Story, like Sand and Stars, like Naked and Unafraid. This will be one of those two. Whatever, we have no principles, so whatever we do, we're going to do it 
And then we're going to say that we do it together. And therefore, now we have virtue. Gee, listen, listen to that. Whatever our team ends up doing, we're going to support, no matter what they do. So if they all kneel before the national, during the national anthem, they're going to support it, right, wrong, or indifferent. But we're going to do it as a team. So if you do it as a team, see, if you follow the collective and you have no principles, but at least you're doing it all together, you have virtue. That's why narrow is the way and few find it. But you're doing it together. Doing things together means you go straight to hell together. But no, actually, you don't even go together. You get to be judged by yourself. Well, actually, left, right, wheat's tears. So maybe you will go to hell together. Just because you're doing something together, just because you're having an understanding with somebody does not give you virtue. You don't yoke together righteousness and wickedness. Well, what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? Just because you're having fellowship with light, your light and the other part is darkness, and you're having fellowship and you've come to some sort of understanding does not give you virtue. In order for you to come to understanding with darkness means you had to agree with the darkness. In order for you to come to an understanding with liars, you, if you have an understanding and you're copacetic with one another, you never called them a liar, did you? In order to, have, in order to gain ground, you have to speak the truth. Eventually, you're going to have to tell the liar he's lying. But the new Christians never do. And then they bring them into the church and call them saved. Espousing those, the great falling away, will be and will be led by those espousing that they have new that they have made new discoveries and have new understanding, all of which is not the Bible, all of which contradicts the Bible, all of which accommodates lies all of which conforms to the pattern of the world, all of which excuses their own lives of subjugating God to their own lordship. I see this all the time. I see Christians subjugating God to their own lordship all the time. They're, they're not in church anymore because of a ball. A ball! A volleyball, a baseball, or cheerleading. They're gone, gone from the church because of a ball thinking their kid someday is going to be a professional athlete when their genetic line is all five foot eight slow white people. You're not playing in the NFL or MLB. You're slow. You're good here. Congratulations. Parents vicariously living through their kids, enjoying the competition every week. And they gave up their... What shall it profit a man if you shall gain the whole world, even if your kid did play professional sports and lose their own soul? You're gone from the church. All of which excuses their own lives of subjugating God to their own lordship. Did you pray about that? Did God say give up the church for baseball? Did God say give up the church for volleyball, for cheerleading, for remote control sailboating? Whatever it is, for dog walking, whatever, I don't care. What yanked you out of the church for offense? If, you, if you're out of the church because you're offended, you have subjugated God to your own lordship. 
You are Lord. Go home tonight. Carve an image to yourself and burn incense to it. If you're offended, that's you. Yeah, but Tom, you're the one who offended me. Well, come talk to me then. Come talk to me. Last three things and we're done. The great falling away will be and will be led by those espousing that they have made new discoveries and have new understanding, all of which emphasizes open-mindedness. Tom, are you closed-minded? Yeah, Bible only, thank you. All of which emphasizes listening to the other side. I don't need to listen to the other side. They're liars. I don't need to meet with Anthony Fauci. He's a liar. I don't need to understand Deborah Burks. She's a liar. No, thank you. All the while, this is the great one, and here's where I'm done. All the while, isolating themselves in their own comfortable lives. None of them ever, ever do the meetings. They ne- those espousing you know, their open-mindedness and their new discoveries, and you need to go meet with the other side. They never go meet with the other side. All you ACCs, accommodating, compromising Christians, send me your flight information that you're flying out to Seattle to go meet with the Chaz leaders. Show me. Show me the way with your open-mindedness and your new discoveries. You won't. Because it violates your own little comfort zone. You don't ever do it. You never extend yourself. All the while, the ones that you ridicule, the ones that you tear down like me, that you don't like our verbiage and you don't like our tone, I'm the one who's in church. I'm the one laying hands on people. I'm the one giving people financial provision. I'm the one helping people move. I'm the one in the hospitals visiting the sick. Where are you at? Accommodating, compromising Christian who judges my tone who doesn't read their Bible, who doesn't see Jesus call people sons of hell and whitewashed tombs and Satan. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. All right. Tomorrow is church. If you you have gone to a church, it's time for radical action. If you've gone to a church that's not open, or you know what, you've lost respect for the staff because they are ACCs. They've compromised to Corona. They've compromised to... Racial issues, that was what they did last week, was give you a sermon on racism. Maybe it's time for radical change. If you're close to me, Inglewood, Florida, get down here. 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, we will make room for you. Come down, shake my hand. Tell me, tell me that you came because of this podcast. Meet me here, 3385 South Access Road. We're in a storefront. We've got room for a couple hundred people. We will make room for you. So be here tomorrow if you're close. If that's you and you're in one of those categories, it's time for radical action. If you don't, listen, you got to find it. Some of you need to move. Maybe you need to move close to Tony Spell's church in Louisiana. Maybe you need to move close to the River Church in Tampa. You need to go find Jonathan Shuttlesworth, wherever he's preaching, and go listen to him. It's time for radical action. And we're going to take that radical action. There's your last chance to give right there. You got the squiggly square. Give if you want to give to to Foundation Church. That's given to me, given to this podcast. That's who pays for all this. Listen, I love you. Let's pray. Father God, we praise you tonight. We give you glory. We give you honor. You are the almighty God. 
Lord, bring everybody that you want in this church tomorrow here. Bring everybody that you want at the River Church in Tampa there. Bring everybody to the church that you want them to be at. But Lord, most importantly, Holy Spirit, sweep through the church with your fire, with your power, with your glory, drawing us to those things, to your glory, to your power, to your presence, that we would wake up and stand up to the lies. And that the church, Lord, would be glorious again. Lord, we love you. Lord, we praise you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody shouts, amen and amen. Listen, I love you. I'll see you here tomorrow morning, right? Amen. God bless you. Have a good night.